Kevin Love to see you all when he's now coming to bring this message. He's getting out of here. And we trust the Lord's blessing and guidance as he will return back to the U.S. And looking forward for him to come back five years from now. <laughs> they didn't agree with that. All right, here you are. Here you are, brother, to come with the message. everybody moving sister Bazzi. Um, I'm leaving tomorrow because I'm going to the doctor but I may or may not come back. I'm still working for the police department. I have not been fired. Uh, contrary to what you hear in the streets, I still have my, just to show you, I still have my police credentials. So I'm still, I'm still deputy commissioner of police but life uh, causes certain things to change and sometimes you have to be able to see the wind change and as Sister Cummings always says you need to work with your mouth shut so um, that's it um, we don't have a lot of time this morning I'm going to get you out of here by 12.15 um, I need for you to turn with me please to Jeremiah chapter 18 Jeremiah chapter 18 while you're looking for that, let us pray, Father, I thank you for this opportunity to come before the church and before those on Facebook and bring your message. I pray, O Lord, that this may be able to help someone who hears and understands. And we ask that they also use it in their lives so that they may be closer to you or draw others closer to you. Thank you for this church and this pastor. We pray in your name. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. Here beginning the scripture reading. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred or damaged in the hands of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord. Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. As we think about that, some of us have experienced and others have heard it, that we are in the midst of a COVID-19 crisis. And many people we know have either contracted COVID or they are going to contract COVID. And many of us, Sister Janice, are using turmeric and ginger and a bunch of other homemade remedies to help fight COVID. And we listen to the news, and the news tells us that even though here in America they are telling us that COVID is on the way down, in Europe 
they have a new strain of Omicron and they're waiting for it to get to America. Now, one of the things that they tell us, and, and some people are still debating this, they tell us that in order to help reduce our chances of getting COVID is to wash our hands. Is to wash our hands. And it is critically important for us to wash our hands. And nothing is more nasty than somebody with a nasty hand trying to shake your hand. You know what I mean? You don't want to be disrespectful and you don't want to turn people off but when they try to shake your hand with a dirty hand, you want to back up. And God himself, the God that we serve, sometimes he has a dirty hand because he is always trying to clean somebody's life up. And I know you may not believe that. You believe in a holy and pristine God. Uh, but if you will let me argue for a moment why I think this, you will see why God Send Jeremiah to the potter's house. Now, to understand what was happening here in Jeremiah, you have to understand the context of what was going on with the people of Israel at that particular time. Now, for those of us who are Bible readers, we know that after David came Solomon, and after Solomon came Rehoboam, and Rehoboam is responsible for the separation of Israel. As a matter of fact, when you read the Bible, you find that under Rehoboam's leadership, 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel separated and went to the north. And they created what was called Israel. And their capital was Samaria. And the other two tribes, they went to the south, and they created what was called Judah. And their capital was Jerusalem. And I'm sure many of you have heard the saying that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. But let's continue. Israel is led by a succession of kings. And the Bible says that each one of those kings was more wicked than their predecessors. These kings subsequently led the people away from God. They led the people away from God because of how wicked they were. And as a result, in the year 730 BC, 730 before Christ, God allowed the, Syria, the Assyrian army to come and take them over. But he did not let that happen in the south because the kings of the south were ruled by David, David's lineage, the people that came from David. And because of what God had promised their ancestors, he would not let anything happen to Israel like it did in the north. And so as hard as they tried, the Assyrian army could not conquer the Jew, the people in Judah. But as we all know, Time changes things. And people also change. So we're going to fast forward 200 years. And now the winds of disobedience is the comings have taken over Judah. And because of this, every man was doing what he thought was right 
in his mind. They were forgetting God and they were doing what they wanted to do. And as a result of this, because we love a sorry, because we serve a true and loving God, because God loves us so much, because God loves his children so much, he sent the prophet Jeremiah to go and speak to the people of Judah. And so what he did, he sent, God sent the prophet to Judah. Remember, Israel was the north and Judah was the south. So he sent them to speak to Judah. And he sent Jeremiah, who was one of the prophets. And you know that when you're a preacher and you start preaching what you're supposed to preach, not everybody going to like it. And that was no different than Jeremiah. Jeremiah did not act like some of the preachers you see on TV today who tell you. He did not say, God is going to send your blessings on the way. He didn't show up and declare that the Lord will handle all your needs if you sow a little special offering. He didn't tell you, Sister Debbie, that if you write down the name of the man you want on a piece of paper and send it to the right ministry, that that man will show up at the altar. Jeremiah showed up and told them, get your house in order. You either get right or you suffer the consequences. Get your house in order or God will discipline you. The Bible says that when Jeremiah gave that prophecy, it was unpopular and it was unwelcome. Now, if you keep reading chapter 18, you will find that there are people who also heard what Jeremiah said and they didn't think that what he was doing was right because the people were so far gone in their minds that there was no way that they could return to God. There was no possibility to change. But church, this is what the devil does. This is what the enemy does. When he gets you caught up in a pattern of sin, and you're going from one sin to another sin, and you're struggling with the same thing time and time and time again, the enemy creeps into your mind and convinces you, hey dude, there ain't no way out of this. Look, how often have you said that you would change? And you didn't. How often you went up to the altar and you cried only to find yourself back in the same situation. You told God, if you get me out of this, I will change. But you found yourself right back where you started from. And that was the problem with the hopelessness in Judah. When God realizes that his children have become helpless and don't believe that there is chance for change, he sent the prophet Jeremiah and he told them, go down to the potter's house and when you get there, I will tell you something. So Jeremiah goes down to the potter's house and when he walks in, the man is on the potter's wheel making something. His hands are dirty from the clay. And he's trying to turn this dirty piece of clay into something that is useful. 
And the Bible says that Jeremiah notices that what this man is doing is not what he believes that it ought to be. There are many of us in church that God is still working with us. And no matter how he works with us, we still end up as something that we are not supposed to be. And Jeremiah is not a potter. He is not. But he is watching the potter do the work. And he is watching the thing in the potter's hands. And he knows. He's not a potter. He knows that this that he is looking at is not what it's supposed to be. It's not what it could be. But he keeps quiet. The potter looks at the same thing that Jeremiah is looking at. And he knows that it has flaws. He knows that it's messed up. But there's a difference in the vision that he has because he knows that if he works with this, it can turn into something. Uh, please put uh, verse 4 back on the screen. Please. The Bible says, that we can't see it right now. Okay. The Bible says that the potter, realizing that it was more, that it was not what it was supposed to be, he made it again. I want you to remember the word again. You see, the word again could be replaced with two different words. One would be recreate or remake and the other one would be repair and you may ask what's the difference between recreate and repair the difference is to recreate means that you have to make it over but to repair it you just have to fix what's wrong with it and that was the emphasis that Jeremiah saw when he was at the potter's house. Even though it looked like it was damaged, even though it looked like it was broken, all it had to do was to make a small repair and it'll be back as new. That is you in the hands of God. That is you in the hands of God. The Lord is saying, if it were in your hands, you would have to recreate it. But in my hands, it's just a little fixing. Church, all we have to do is let God keep his hands on it. Sister Janice, if you would allow God to put his hands on it, he can turn ugly into beautiful. God can use whatever was dragging you down to lift you up. Now stay with me, I'm almost done. This means that while the potter has his hands on the clay, dirty, broken, mauled, he had a vision in mind of what it was supposed to be. He wasn't finished with it yet. And Sister Babsy, God sees your brokenness. Yes, he knows our sinfulness. He knows our iniquities. But God also knows 
our possibility. God also knows your potential. And God also knows that he had created you inside your mother's womb. And he will not give up until the vision he has for you has come through. Amen. Church, we are not the first broken vessels that the Lord has fixed. And we are not the last that he will fix. You know, in church we often say, wait on the Lord. We also say, they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. We say he may not come when you call him, but he's always on time. We talk about us waiting on God, but here's the real good news. God also waits on us. God also waits on us. I got to fly home to Orlando tomorrow, and I like to fly on Spirit Airlines. I got stuck in it, so I have to invest my money in the, in the airline. But I like to fly up in the air one time and come down one time. I don't like this catch a plane here and then you gotta get up and catch another plane. And tomorrow, I won't have any choice. When I leave here, I gotta catch the plane from here to Fort Lauderdale and then from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando. That is the choice I have. And so, when I fly, I have medication and I have a laptop that I use to work. And there are only two types of luggage on a plane. Lost luggage and carry-on luggage. And so I have my carry-on luggage because I don't want to lose my luggage. And I hate having to catch another plane because you end up sometimes getting there too late or missing your flight. I remember one time I was in St. Kitts, I was commissioner of police, and I had to go to Columbia. And I land in Terminal D in Miami. And then I had to take Terminal E to go to Columbia. And they're not next to each other. You gotta take a train or get a ride and go over there. And those of you who travel outside the country from out of Miami, you know what I'm talking about. So they land us in Terminal D, and I have to go to Terminal E. But they land so close in time that I land to depart, I had to run. So I'm running and I'm looking at the monitors. They got monitors all over the airport and I can see my flight saying, no boarding. And I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. And as I pass a monitor, I look and I'm about five minutes away and I see the monitor say, door closed. Now I tried to go to Columbia. I just left St. Kitts. I'm running to the airport and the monitor tell me the door closed. But you know, as West Indians, we don't take that, right? As West Indians, they tell us the door closed, but we got to see for ourselves, right? So I run still gone to the place, right? And as I'm coming, like from here to the clock back there, the woman looked at me running sweaty and panting and she said, are you Dr. Warren? I said, yes, I am. She says, hurry, come on, get on board. So when I get up to her, I said, I thought the door was closed. The monitor says the doors was closed. She said, we knew you were coming. So we decided 
way. We knew that you were coming from a long way. We knew you had a lot of baggage with you. We knew you were traveling with a lot of baggage. But we knew you were coming. So we decided to wait for you. This is God waiting on you. He knows that you are not perfect. He's got his hands on you. And instead of remaking you, he's going to repair you. All you have to do is let him put his hands on you. And he will make you into what he knew you should be. Since in your mother's womb. For the people who are listening today who have been going to changes, who has all the baggage, just remember, if you let God put his hands on you, you will see a change. Tell people that God is not finished with you yet. And for the church members, and for those listening on Facebook, when you feel that you have the right to judge other people, because of what you see them going to, going through. Remember, you don't have that right because God is still working with them. God is shifting things around you, church. God is taking the desires out of your heart. God is straightening you up as you walk with him. God is confirming or firming up your conviction. God is lifting up your worship and God giving you new praise. Now, I got some news to tell you because I'm done. Can I give you the bad news first? Yes. The bad news is when this potter made this clay, it was one more place to go. When God has shaped you and molded you, there's one more place for you to go. Through the fire, Sister Alford, Sister Janice. Through the fire. You go to the fire, you go to the fire because you have to go to the trials. And it doesn't mean that God has given up on you. It means that he is hardening you, he's strengthening you, so that no matter what you go through, when you come out of the fire, you are hardened. Now you want to hear the good news? That was the bad news. The good news is this. If you ever study archaeology or look at the TV when they're having the archaeological shows, I'm done in about two minutes, uh, archaeological shows, you will notice that when they go to excavate a place, seldom they will find human remains. Because over time they deteriorate. But they always find pottery. They always find pottery. And they are finding the pottery because it was hardened in the fire. They're going to dig up and they're going to find pottery because pottery going to the fire will stand the test of time. When God puts you to the fire, when you come out, no matter what you go through, because he had his hands on you, because he had his hands on you, you will be able to endure whatever it is that you're going through. Give your life to God if you haven't. 
Give your life to God if you have it. And no matter what you go through, He will see you through. May God bless you. Amen. Give God the praise, beloved. God is good. And we will continue to give Him praise, honor, and glory. Let's all stand, please, as we are about to be dismissed. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand. I am tired. I am weak, I am old. Rule the storm, rule the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. When my Thank you.